disclaimer, everything that I will say or anything that I said previously is for jokes and for entertainment purposes only. So with that being said, welcome to the podcast. I want to start this off by saying R.I.P. to Bray Wyatt. Four days ago, he passed away. Former WWE um, superstar, star, whatever you want to call him. He was in the WWE for a while. He came in towards the, the end, like when I started watching the rest, and that's when he showed up. So I remember like the Kendall Life things he was doing, the Sister Abigail move he was doing. Like I remember him like fighting the Undertaker, I believe, stuff like that. So I just want to say RP to him. Like I said, I knew of him briefly because when he was coming in, I was leaving out of wrestling. So RP to him. I hope his family, friends, they all, you know, get the respect they deserve in his time. But I would say RP to Bray Wyatt to start this off. Um, basically. So, but um to some other news so first of all shout out to me i started my reaction channel i finally got off the ground i've been talking about it for probably since this pod has been started um curtis p reacts i finally got it going i have a few episodes out i don't like how i'm getting hella copyrights already very discouraging but it is what it is reaction channel so it's a part of the game i can't i mean i'm not making my own content I will moving forward because I don't like get, like doing all the videos and not receiving the benefits. So I'm going to start doing my original content as well on my reaction channel. But for, for the time being, it's just reactionary stuff. So like I said, go go subscribe to my channel, uh, Curtis P Reacts. But besides that, if you didn't hear, if you didn't hear, you didn't know. I got a new beat. I got a new beat. I got a Chief Keep type beat off of YouTube, 99LA, I believe his name on YouTube. Uh, I just want to give him his credit. I, I bought the beat 30 bucks. So I'm going to use this beat. I'm going to use this beat. I'm going to use it. Um, I like it. My last beat, if y'all like it more, let me know. But really, don't let me know because I like this beat a lot. I love cheap, cheap type beats. I got one and I got to get my money's worth, bro. $30, I have to get my money's worth. So again, shout out to me for Rex Channel. Shout out to me for finding the beat. Shout out to me for finding the beat. But um, let's get into the pod. Um. But with that being said, welcome to episode 20, well, episode 20 of the Last University Podcast, the eventual biggest podcast in the Midwest. I'm your host, Curtis P. I hope everybody having a good week so far. Um, the damn recording is on Monday, August 28th. I don't know why I waited so long to record, but I did for whatever reason. Bad on my part, but let's get into this pod. So first off, I'm going to start with Kayla Williams. Um, if you didn't know, Kayla Williams is the quarterback of the USC football team. He's been a quarterback there for two years now. Last year, he won the Heisman. Before that, he was at OU. His head coach, uh, Lincoln Riley. He's a really good quarterback. He's similar to Patrick Mahomes. Um, he's a really good player. He's really exciting. He's uh, he's mobile. He can. He has a big arm. He's he's just very flashy. He's, he's a really good player. He's like fundamentally sound. He's a um, he's a great prospect. Uh, he should be coming into the NFL draft next year. So. He should be on a team like the Arizona Cardinals or maybe the LA Rams. Whatever team should, whatever team that sucks next year, will probably have have their eyesight on him. So I'm like, that's it, right? Anyway, but um, yeah, Kendall Williams is that guy. He's really, the, he's really the guy. To be honest, he might, he may win up the Heisman this year, back to back. I'm not sure. This past weekend, he had four touchdowns, I believe, zero picks. He's just he's just crazy. Like he had a um he fumbled the ball for some reason. He picked it up and threw it 70 yards. So I don't know. He's he's just that guy. Like he's he's really just that guy. So in my opinion, if the Cardinals they get the number one pick, I believe they should take him. I would trade Kyler. Obviously, there's a lot of ramifications because Kyler 
was your number one overall pick. Y'all gave him hella money just last year, to be honest. And um, it's going to be a lot of dead cap. Personally, I'll live with it. This is Caleb Williams, and potentially you can pair him with a Marvin Harrison if the Texans suck uh, this upcoming season. And I don't believe the Texans will be that good because they have a rookie head coach and they also have a rookie quarterback. So I don't see a world where they're really that good, to be honest. They should have never traded um, a top five pick or whatever for Will Anderson, but Will Anderson could be a, a good player. He could be, um, I don't know, TJ Watt. He could be a uh, Khalil Mack. I don't know about Aaron Donald, but he could be in that mode of D lineman, uh, edge rusher. So I understand the move. I personally would not have done it. That was very aggressive on the Texas behalf, but I see the vision. You want to make a splash, and you have a splash now, but – Back to the Cardinals. If I was the Cardinals and y'all get the number one overall selection, I would go Kayla Williams. And then after that, I get Marvin uh, Harrison Jr. And hey, bro, y'all got that for the next maybe 10 years. Like y'all going to be a beast in FC West and whatever you whatever you can trade Kyler for. I don't know who would want Kyler. Kyler has a, such a large um, contract. He's very short. There's off the field concerns, obviously, with him not being really in love with the game of football, him not um, him not doing research, him not studying film as much as you would like to. Like, all of that is a big concern, so I don't know who would want that, but when he's healthy, he's a he's a, he's a great player. Like, obviously, a couple of years ago, he was in the MVP conversation for a few weeks, so I don't really know, but personally, I would trade Kyler, but that's easier said than done, so. But now I'm with some other stuff. Uh, still football stuff, still football this was the four-year anniversary of Andrew Luck's retirement. I believe it was a couple of days ago, maybe sometime last week. Like I said, I'm really behind, so I got to stop doing this. But Andrew Luck retired from the Indianapolis Colts, I believe, four years ago in preseason, a couple of days before the NFL season. And just a look back on everything that happened, um, obviously the Colts, because of that, they've had numerous quarterbacks at the helm. They've had Phillip Rivers. They've had... They've had um what is what is this dude name anyway they have they've had a, a numerous amount of quarterbacks they've all been mid Carson Wentz of the world's Nick Foles for a brief moment like it has been bad after bad Matt Ryan it's just been really really bad um like opportunities chances for for these guys and no one has no one has been been able to stick obviously because. Everyone knows Andrew Luck was a number one overall prospect. He was one of the best prospects ever. When you're thinking about best prospects ever in NFL history, he's in that with Trevor Lawrence and Peyton Manning. Uh, maybe John Elway as well. But them four guys, they're, they're like the peak of, they're like the pinnacle of what an NFL job, uh, an NFL quarterback is. So it's, it was a really big loss for the coach because, like I always say, for you to quit like a couple of days before the season is very, very alarming in my opinion, but like I said, well, I haven't said it, but I understand his decision. I just don't like how he went about it. If you was going to retire, do that shit weeks ago, months ago, but maybe something came up, maybe something came up where, oh, I'm just not feeling it. I tried it throughout the season. I'm coming to the league. I'm coming to the season injured, and I just can't, I can't do that. So I understand it, but it seems like for the Indianapolis coach perspective, like we we um like everyone who like basically got him hurt or something like that, they're all gone. And we added brand new guys in. So we just want to see like like how does that work basically? Like how does like how does him finally having an O-line, a solid team, like how does that work? And as soon as the season's gonna start, he retires. So I, I, everyone knows everyone ended up booing him. Indianapolis coach fans, they booed him and 
everybody from different fan bases, they were like, oh my God, worst fan base ever. I just, I don't, I don't, I don't see, I don't believe you guys are being truthful. I really, I really not, I really not believe you guys are being truthful. Like, for instance, if Joe Burrow or Justin Herbert retired a week before the season started, you guys will be booing as well. Like, you guys will be booing as well. I don't want to, I, I just don't want to, I don't want, I don't want y'all to be lying, bro. I want you to be like genuinely honest. And y'all would feel some kind of way if he didn't explain it. He just retired out of nowhere. Like, we didn't get any information. All we heard was he retired. Man, my grandma even booed him. My grandma booed him. She's like 60 years old. She booed him. Like, she wasn't there, obviously, but she booed him. Like, I understand from both sides. Like, I understand why y'all booed him because he waited so long and we was finally, we was finally, we finally helped you out, bro. We finally helped you out. We finally got you the pieces. We finally got you the defense. We got you Quinn Nelson, uh, Shaq Leonard, and then you retire. So, but from his perspective, Y'all waited too damn long. I'm, I'm in two regi regimes now, two different GM, two different coaches or whatever. And um, I just can't do this no more. Like I've, I've been sacked two times a game for my whole career. So I understand it from both, but from both sides, but like I always go back to, bro, you retired that late in the season and I just can't rock with that. But if somebody got a different opinion, let me know. I understand if you got a different opinion, but it's my opinion. It's my pack, my podcast, my platform. So do your homework, bro. But um, on to some more NFL news. Josh Jacobs, he uh, recently received a one a one year, twelve million dollar deal from the um Las Vegas Raiders. So shout out to him. It was slim to like the um to the Saquon Barkley kind of thing where they finally uh made made a deal. They finally came to an agreement, one year deal. They'll probably franchise tag him. I believe I'm not totally sure. I know Saquon, they're gonna franchise tag him next year. So it's gonna be all over again. I'm not sure if it's the same thing with Josh Jacobs. I'm really not sure at all, but shout out to Josh Jacobs. This has been a crazy summer, crazy offseason for running backs. They've been really disrespected, really put in the mud. A lot of teams just they just don't hold them in a high regard. Like I, I always go back to this. I, I understand from both perspectives. Running backs and then to get paid, especially Josh Jacobs. He led the league in rushing yards, so he should be compensated for what he did in the previous season. On the regular, on the Raiders' perspective, um, like we didn't, we ain't trying to pay you, bro. Like running backs get hurt all the time, especially with your workload. With your workload, you may get hurt next year, and we don't want to pay that. So I understand that. I really do. Like, why would I want to place a running back long term? I just don't get it unless you're like a Agent Peterson kind of guy or some something similar similar to that. But I understand it from both from both perspectives, but. Shout out to running back for finally getting paid. Shout out to Josh Jacobs and his family. Um, on the, on to other football news, got a couple of football football topics. Um, Trey Lance news. So earlier, I got two parts to this. So Trey Lance, obviously former number three overall picks from the um San Francisco 49ers. 49ers is my favorite team in the world. Second is the Colts. Weird combination, but it is what it is. So so. A, just to, just to go back a little recap. So um Trey Lance, he came from uh, I believe North Dakota State. He's a from a D2 background. He pe he played one year. Uh second year uh, was shut down because of COVID. So he played one year. I believe that one year he had 40 touchdowns at one interception. Really good numbers. Um I believe in college in total, he threw 300 passes. So not ideal. Not ideal for a number number uh, not ideal for any like top top pick to be to throw that many uh to throw that few amount of, of passes like 
to be honest, I don't understand how you went top three with his resume, but I understand it because like just, just like just looking at the guy, I mean he's he's freaking huge pause, but it is what it is. So on to the 49ers. Obviously, everyone knows I believe they had the, the number 12th overall pick. They trade up from 12 to number three. They trade three third, three first round picks, and I believe a second as well to the Miami Dolphins for that. And the Dolphins, they end up getting Nick Ch- um, Bradley Chubb. Um, I believe they also got Tyreek Hill, some other people, maybe Jalen Waddle. I'm not really sure, but they gave a haul away for this uh, for this guy. And when they traded up to, to do that, they did not know who they was going to select, which was the first mistake, in my opinion. If you trade in the house to get up in that top five selection and you don't know who you're going to get, it's a waste of a move, especially... I personally believe that could have got Trey Lance at 12. Nobody was going to draft him that early. So I believe that I believe y'all were the only team who was that high on him. But I, I, it was just a it was just a weird thing in my opinion. Obviously, this is hindsight now, but the news came out that Trey Lance, um, he's been in he's been in battle for the um QB2 position for the longest now. Obviously, last year he was QB1. He got hurt. He ran the he was running the ball a little too damn much. He's running the ball 16 times a game. I don't know why he's running the ball that much, but he ended up getting hurt versus Seattle a week after he played the Chicago Bears, and he just he just didn't play a good game anyway. He came off his surgery. He re, he uh, improved his mechanics. He got a new QB coach because the 49ers QB coach basically ruined his mechanics. So he got a new QB coach, and he excelled. He he did pretty he did a lot better. He was really good at the um the intermediate stuff, which is I believe his biggest problem, the short stuff and um the 49ers system. A lot of it is quick passes, screens, stuff over the middle, slant. So that was his biggest concern. Again, why was I draft him? That's his big concern. In my opinion, the coach of the 49ers, Kyle Shanahan, he did not do his research. He maybe watched him a few times and like, oh, that's the guy. He should have a better job of actually scouting him or just developing him. But the whole, oh, we're a win now team and we can't develop him anytime soon. That's stupid because y'all was a win now team before y'all win now. You are a win now team now. Like it just doesn't make any sense. Like if that was the case, get Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady. If y'all was a, if y'all win now team, like, like don't do that. Like it's, it's just stupid in my opinion, but back to the 49ers, um, Trey Lance, he was, he was in a battle for the QB two position with uh Sam freaking Darnold. Apparently, Sam Donald ended up winning the battle um, a couple of days ago, and Trey Lance basically requested a trade or vice versa. Maybe he was winning the battle, but he was feeling like, oh, I'm not going to get my, my fair shake, so I'm going to just request a trade. And then they announced that he'll be a QB3. I really don't know how it went off, but the day after this news, he ended up um, not coming into work. The following day, he came into work, and then after that, he was traded to the Dallas Cowboys for a fourth a fourth rounder, so... I, I don't know what the Niners are doing. I understand getting off of him because he's potentially a distraction for the team. But um, yeah, 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 effed up. This is the worst trade in probably NFL history. This is the worst trade up in NFL history. This is the worst evaluation of a quarterback in NFL history. This is the worst quarterback development in, in NFL history. Like, it's a really bad experience that the 49ers did and is easily avoidable. All you had to do would stay at 12, get a Mac Jones, or or try again with Jimmy and draft Michael Parsons, and then you have the best defense in NFL history. So 
I don't know. Um, obviously, Jimmy, he was so average, so I understand the idea of, oh, I want more or I want a mobile quarterback. You don't. You really don't want a, more of a, a mobile quarterback. You want a guy who you don't want that you don't have to develop that can do the easy stuff, and you basically have a robot. That's what Brock Purdy is. He's a robot, except he can actually move and he's mobile. So this is a really bad decision in my point, in my opinion. Shout out to Dallas for making this uh for making this trade. Apparently, Jerry Jones, the owner of the team, he's very excited of this move. I don't know how excited Dak uh Dak Prescott could be because they got your placement, bro. Like if you don't do your thing, they might get you up out of here. But I don't know. Trey Lance, I always I always try to praise Trey Lance, but on the one hand, I mean he's not he's not he's not been good. Like I don't want to say he's a bust, but he's not been good. Like he's if he's a bust, he's like in the Greg Oden kind of bust because he just hasn't played. He just hasn't played that many games. Like he's played four games, I believe, and kind of kind of three and a half because he got hurt like the first quarter um, of his fourth game. So it's a really weird uh, dynamic, in my opinion. But I'm gonna get on to um, some basketball news. So Giannis came out and said basically that if the Bucks aren't like trying to compete, he's gonna try to get the hell up out of there. He's basically saying like, oh. I'm doing all this stuff for me and I'm trying to, uh, um, for the betterment of myself and I'm trying to compete. But if the front office isn't on the same thing I'm on, basically, I'm going to get up out of here. And I respect him for, I respect him for saying that personally, I don't believe him because he's been saying that for a while. I don't believe him. I believe he'll be a buck for life, but something happens and they just not like contending no more or the team's getting too old, which it is. The bucks are very, very old. So, I would understand it, but I, I think, like I said, I think the Bucs need a reset of their roster. This roster is getting very old. Giannis is still relatively young, but Brooke Lopez is of the world and uh, Drew Holiday is of the world and stuff like that. They're getting a little too old. They're getting too, too, a little too much up there in age. The death could be a little bit better. So I really don't know what Giannis is going to do, but I don't know. I, 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 feel like he, I feel like the next two years, they're still in that window, but after that, it should be some kind of uh, reset. So now I'm gonna now I'm gonna get into the Stephen A. Um, and Lonzo Ball situation. So apparently Stephen A. went on I believe first take or his own podcast Stephen A. show or something like that. And he was basically just saying like, oh, I've heard from reports that Lonzo, you cannot walk or you. It's hard for you to sit down basically in that regard because everyone knows or if you don't know, Lonzo Ball is a point guard for the Chicago Bulls and for the past two years now. Well, yeah, for the past two years now, he's been unable to play. It recently came out that he's going to miss the whole season because of some leg injury that he has. And he's tried everything everything in his power to get back on the court. He's just been able, unable to do it. It's a really bad leg injury. He may not ever play again. We really don't know. Apparently, he's supposed to come back, I believe, in January. But I'm not totally sure. So, like I said, he'll be, he'll be missed this whole season. So, but back to Stephen A. So, he said that he heard through the grapevine, basically, that he's going to miss the entire season. And then Lonzo put out a video basically saying, like, oh, I can still sit down and stuff like that. He had a whole video of him sitting down and getting back up on a leg or something like that. And then Stephen A. just went on, like, a whole little random tirade of, like, oh, but you still hurt. You still injured. Like, what are you talking about? You're not You're not good. You're hurt, basically, which... I'm like, bro, that wasn't even the premise of your argument. Your premise was, oh, the brother can't sit down. The brother can't sit down and get back up. The brother can't walk up a flight of stairs. That was your whole argument for you. So for you to say that and then to pivot and be like, oh, um, 
Like, bro, you still injured. Obviously, he injured or he'd be on the court. Like, duh. Like, I don't know. Just so weird for him to say that. And then to be like on a Paul George podcast and be like, oh, if I'm wrong, I'll say it publicly. I'm wrong. If I disrespect you in public, I'll I'll publicly say that I'm wrong. But for then you to do that and then like backtrack, it is very corny in my opinion, very odd. I don't understand why he did it. Like, that wasn't, like I said, it wasn't the premise of the argument. So for him to do that, I thought it was pretty weird, but I mean, it's it's Stephen A. I mean, he he does what he does. He stands on what he stands on for whatever reason. Yeah, I seen something really weird that I thought was really alarming. Um, apparently, there's a guy named Noah Lyles. He's a track sprinter, Olympic sprinter. I don't, I I don't really watch sprinting or anything like that. I don't watch the Olympics, nothing like that. But he's like a really good sprinter, like the best in the world, like the best. The like the past two years, he's been the best. He's been that guy basically. He's on an all-time charge. He's next to, like, records with Usain Bolt. So he's doing his job, you feel me? He's doing his job, but you mean? So he's a world champion, things like that. He came out and said that um, the NBA, like, the NBA, um, he's basically just saying, like, the NBA players and the NBA, um, like, championship game isn't actually a world championship game. Like, he's basically saying, like, what are you the world champion of if you're not playing actual actual like um international players like you're not competing against anyone you're just in america like you're the, the you're the um world champion of the u.s basically and he's from the u.s obviously so i thought it was really weird for him to say that because from my understanding my point of view the nba is obviously it's a national basketball association so i understand the whole other side of it oh this is just like the u.s so like, like it's just the u.s basically so I understand that, but on the other hand, like the NBA is an international global game. The best players in the world are foreign players. Jokic, Giannis, MB, like these are international players. Shea, like it's Shea up there. Anyway, the point is these are the best players in the world and NBA, they have the best players on the planet. Like I said, they get people from all over Europe, Spain, France, whatever. Like I, I I'm not finna, I'm not finna list everybody, but obviously it's a really, it's a really great list of players and really good list of people all around. Like I said, from people from all over, like the um the, I believe the Euro League MVP. He's now in the NBA now. So like I said, this is it's an expanding game. Lucas here obviously, so it's a really expanding game all over the best players in the world they're typically in the nba like i said so i thought it was weird like why why would he say that and then the um nba players came out and basically said that oh what the hell is he talking about basically like it's clearly the best players in the world they play in um america stuff like that and it's just like i said it's just so weird because personally i don't believe if we had like a, a freaking tournament that the the Denver Nuggets would lose to anyone like outside of the U.S. But maybe that's my um my pa- patri- pa- on what's the patriotism? Maybe it's my patriotism t- toward um American NBA teams. Maybe that's it. But I really don't know. Like I personally, I just don't believe I don't believe that any foreign team, any team outside of the U.S. would lose to any. What well, I don't know about any because some of y'all teams is garbage. The Pistons, the Pistons, they're gonna lose. The Pistons gonna lose. The Rockets, the Rockets last year, they're gonna lose. So I understand that. But I believe the NBA champions of that season, they're not losing to anybody outside of America, in my opinion. Like I, that's just my opinion. So 
it, it, it just makes sense, bro. It just makes sense. Like, was I Phantom? I don't know, but back to the story. So I thought that was weird. Like I said, a lot of NBA players came out and just like berated him basically like, oh, what are you talking about? The best players in the world, they play in the NBA. The NBA is an international global game. It's really different, but like I always go back to it. I'll keep saying this. I can see the other side. Y'all are not actively playing anyone overseas. So who are you to say that you're the world champion? Just the NBA champion, just the American champion. Personally, world champion sound better. I'm gonna say world champion. Like, like, like you feel me? So I'm for some other um like you know, track news, sprinting news, running news. I wanna say shout out to Shakari Richardson because um for the longest time, y'all was hating on her. Yeah, for the longest time, y'all was hating on her. Y'all want her to humble herself because y'all, y'all just, y'all just, they're not confident. Like, I don't understand that whole idea of, oh, you need to humble yourself. You, 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 you buy enough more than you can chew. Hey, bro, if you a little boy, just say that, bro. I'm a big, I'm a big dog. I'm a big putt. Like, I'm, I'm big. Like, you feel me? Like, I'm, I'm doing my thing right here. I'm not finna, I'm not finna lower my standards. I'm not finna, I'm not finna talk quietly. I'm not finna whisper. I'm not finna do none of that just so you can feel better about yourself. Like, obviously, she made a bad mistake. She was smoking, and then she got smoked. Like, say, bro, she was losing a lot of races because she just wasn't as good as she used to be. So she had the word on her side, and then she lost it. But now, recently, she's back on top of the world. She's one of the fastest players, the fastest women ever um, in the sprint and stuff like that. So she's doing her thing. She's winning uh, historic championships. Like, she's doing her thing. So shot to her. Like, just, just don't, don't let the naysayers and don't let the negativity, like, bring you down. Because, like she said, the world was on her side, and then they turned their back on her. So now they try, they try to come back. I won't let them come back. Like, y'all still where y'all at? Like, that's... It's just, it's just corny, bro. It's really corny. One thing I also found corny, Trump's mugshot. Trump's mugshot. I've never in my life seen a um a Trump. Uh, I've never seen a mugshot like release date in my life. Like people were like, legitimately waiting, like waiting on his uh mugshot. Everyone knows that the Rico case for the uh, Fulton County in Atlanta, he had to come to Atlanta and take a mugshot and dip. Basically, he had a Rico case in Atlanta. The brother stayed there for 20 minutes and dip. Young Thug has a Rico case. He's been there for a year and ain't seen a court yet. Obviously, it's different because, um, you know, you know um, well, maybe, I don't know. Uh, apparently, you know, Young Thug, he's been making some calls and apparently Donnie ain't make them calls. You feel me? It ain't, it ain't the same. It ain't, it, it just isn't the same. But, but like, I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to push a narrative, basically, so... Anyway, Donald Trump was there 20 minutes. He took a mugshot. It went it went viral, super viral. Because of that mugshot, he raised $7 million towards his campaign. Really crazy. Um, I, I really don't know. I, I I think if he becomes president again, he'll probably pardon himself for this whole ordeal. I really don't know. The um the office is a really big position. I don't really know about too much of politics. I thought it was pretty interesting for him to, you know, get his mugshot. I never thought it was going to happen, but I'm glad to see it happen. If the if they're saying what he did was true, that, I mean, he he deserves some kind of jail time, but it is what it is. Speaking of jail, um, apparently Polo G house was raided. Polo G, um, big rapper from Chicago. He lives in California now. There's a few albums out. He's like a really high-selling uh, artist. Like I said, from Chicago, he makes melodic music, so... A little rap, a little singing here and there. Um, apparently his his home was raided and um by the feds. So yeah, I believe he lives in California now. 
and the feds came to his house. They they picked up everybody in the home, his sister, brother, friends, stuff like that. Apparently, I believe his brother, he uh, apparently his brother, I believe, robbed his uh cameraman or he did something, he did something crazy. They they uh the feds they got guns from his home and stuff like that. And then out of nowhere, everyone who was uh, arrested, they got released. So I don't know if this was promo. I don't know what this was because obviously next month he's uh dropping his uh hood poet album, very anticipated album. He has been he's been talking about a new album for what seems like two years now. So it's finally dropping a new album. So I believe a lot of it is promo. Maybe maybe it isn't. I'm not really sure, but um I believe Pudgy has to remove a lot of the negativity and a lot of the you know like a lot of the people in your life who've been there for a while. You may have to let them go, unfortunately, because they're being a lot of negative, a lot of negativity press towards your way. Obviously, that's your brother, so I understand that. Or maybe your friends or your brother's friends. I get that, but on another hand, bro, yeah, you just you just can't have it. You too big of you too big of a name, bro. Your name is too big. You sell too many you sell too many records to be in this this negative light, in my opinion. Also, oh, negative negative light, ne negative light. Um. Ace, he was caught on video talking too much. I'm not sure when this was, but it was like an in interrogation video, and he was talking to the um the prosecutor, the police officer. I don't know law, like I don't know law at all. But um he was talking to him a little too much, and people say he was snitching. Um his um his opposition and something like that. Uh, Fulio put out the video saying that he was snitching stuff like that. Similar situation to um when Jada Breezy he said he was snitching as well. It's just a lot of a lot of weird stuff. And then 1090J came out and said that uh, Young and X wasn't stitching at all, but he got snitched on. It, it was just a weird situation, in my opinion. It's 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 kind of weird. Like I always say this, in my opinion, but it's kind of weird to see 1090J's um how how he like how he fares in hip hop and in black culture. It's kind of weird to see a guy from outside of the culture have so much influence and impact inside of the culture due to negative events such as snitching or, you know, like um violent crime, stuff like that. It's just very weird. It's just not a good look. I'm not sure why y'all give him so much um like props and praise. He sounds he seems like a cool guy, but in my opinion, y'all shouldn't give him as much as much appreciation as y'all should. That's, that's crazy to say, but I just, I just don't I don't think this man who's not from our culture should be so much he shouldn't have like this like oh if he says it it's valid like I, I i just don't agree with that but it is what it is burner boy is receiving backlash um burner boy is one of the biggest artists in the world i believe he's nigerian african i'm not sure he has a, a album called out here's an album called african john i believe he just recently dropped a new album i believe j cole's on the album so it's doing pretty well he puts up numbers um like I said, I believe he's a uh, Nigerian, so he makes a lot of Afrobeat kind of music. But apparently, he's he's receiving a lot of backlash because recently he previewed a snippet of a song um, that's that's sampling a Jeremiah song, I believe, birthday song, something like that. I don't know, but recently he's been he's been using like a lot of R and B or hip hop tracks and stuff like that, and he's receiving a lot of backlash because there was an interview he had that that he says that. Like black uh, Americans, African Americans, they don't have any culture. Basically, so a lot of people are like, "Oh, we don't have any culture," but you're you're outside of New York wearing Timberlands, Wu Tang, um, like snapbacks. Like, what are you doing? Like, 
who are, who are you? Like who like who are you basically? Like, and I, I I get I get their opinion because like why are you trying to berate us and we're all black, bro? We're all black. So what do you gain by saying we don't have culture, but you're using our culture? Like like hip hop is black culture. Like black culture is our culture. So you can't say that. And then on the other hand, you're using our culture to benefit yourself. Like it's just really weird in my opinion. Like like if you're gonna stay if you're gonna stick to Afrobeat, stay on Afrobeat, bro. But don't try to like play the middle. Like that, that's just weird and it's very corny. And like I was, <laughs> in my opinion, it's just very corny because like, why are you doing it? Like, how are you gonna say we have no culture, but you wearing Timberlands and you wearing Wu Tang stuff and you you know you dancing crazy? You doing a moonwalk saying, "Oh, that's your dance." Like, it ain't your dance. What are you talking about? Like, you boy, you crazy. You get you get, you get me fed up. But um. I want speaking of all that, I want to get into this hip hop stuff. Um, the state of hip hop, the state of hip hop is trash. It is so garbage. I do not like the state of hip hop. Everything is watered down, and um, it's just be it's just mass produced, bro. It's mass produced. Too much music is coming out, and it's not good. Like it's thirty track albums, seventeen track albums, twenty track albums, and it's mid, bro. In my opinion, a perfect sweet spot. It's 10 to 14. If if I can't listen to your album on my way to work and it's a 30 minute drive, I don't want to hear it. Like, I just don't want to hear it. I'm not listening to a 30 track Lil Uzi tape album. I'm not, I'm not doing it. I'm not listening to 20 songs from Travis Scott. It's gonna take me two weeks to get all that done, bro. Like I just my attention span is is an issue. And that's another problem. A lot of the consumers, a lot of people listening to music, they suck as well. We have no attention span for whatever reason. I don't know if it's because of TikTok, I don't know because of Instagram, Snapchat, YouTube, social media in general. I'd really our attention span, or at least mine, is in the gutter. Like I like for instance, like I like I heard the ESTG, the ESTG album a week later. I'm like, bro, who else finna drop? Like I have no attention span at all. And due to be and due to playlisting and these songs being super long, if I have my eight out, if I've done if I have my eight songs of a 17-track album, I'm cool with that and I'm on to the next album. But that's just me, in my opinion, like I always say. So I just it's just so it's just so stupid because hip hop for like for the longest time, like they've been having great tracks and great hip hop albums and this is, this is not the way anymore. And I think it's just, I'm not sure what the reason behind it is, but I'm gonna blame Drake though. I'm gonna blame Drake because that's the easy thing to do is blame Drake. So I'm blaming Drake because of a lot of artists believe that, oh, I'm that guy. So I don't have to drop for a long time. Like, like Drake or Kendrick, you're not that guy, buddy. I like money back. Yo, but why haven't you dropped since the pandemic started, buddy? Like, why have you not dropped yet? Maybe it's your, your label. Maybe, but ESTG is on your label and he's dropped seven times since you dropped. Like, it just doesn't make any sense. Like, oh my God, like y'all not dropping music and when y'all do drop, it's not good quality. Like Polo G, like I always go back to, he didn't drop for a while and the quality on, um, like, um, what was it called? It don't matter. Hall of Fame. The quality wasn't that good. The deluxe was good, but the first one wasn't good in my opinion. Too many songs, too many features of people you usually don't work with. Like you just basically sold out, but it's just weird. And like I was like, the, I, I blame Drake because of various things, various, various things, melodic stuff. A lot of all these rappers are going to be melodic. There's no R&B anymore. So I blame him for no R&B anymore. 
because everybody has to sing, everybody has to rap as well, or they don't sound different at all. If you don't sing and you don't rap at the same time, you don't sound different. Everything sounds the same. And in the casual's eyes, I guess, but it is really dumb. Also, him taking people flows and stuff like that. Now everyone taking people flows, so auto flows sound the freaking same. Everyone flow is Detroit or Memphis or Atlanta or Chicago. Like that's the whole sound. There's nothing in, there's nothing new, provoking. Everything is New York, New York drill beats. It's all it's it's just so bad. Like it's very disheartening the way hip hop is in, in today's society. Like, like I said, Drake just just hopping on tracks, hopping on features, stuff like that. It just it just hasn't helped hip hop in my opinion. Obviously, Drake has done a lot of good things toward hip, like for hip hop and stuff like that. But some of the things I just, I just blame him because I have no one else to blame. And the easy thing the easiest thing to do is blame the guy on top. And I'm gonna blame him because he's on top and he's just that guy. So I gotta I gotta blame him. But I'm kind of upset for the for all the dogs didn't come out, but. He said it wasn't gonna come out. He never said this specifically coming out, but I have my hopes up that it's gonna come out this past weekend, but it didn't. Yeah, he dropped um Yeah, dropped like a, a little EP or something like that. He been in a lot of a lot of EPs lately, so shout out to Yachty. But hopefully Jake uh drops his um his album pretty soon for all the dogs. I hope for an R and B album, but I really don't know what to expect with Drake. He always does something different, so I really just do not know. So I have a question. So so I got a couple of couple of more topics to, to get into, and I'm getting the hell out of here. So y'all ever, you know, y'all ever at a job for a little period of time or whatever, and doing your own thing or whatever, but you now like really progressing your career and thing like that. Like you you came in and you're doing one thing and eight months later, you still you still you still doing the same thing basically, but you feel like, oh, I can do more. So you can you end up leaving, you end up leaving your job, stuff like that. I'll ever hope your your old job fail without you. I think I'm just a bad guy, but a lot of times I'll be I'll be thinking like, bro, I hope when I'm gone, y'all realize I was the dude. Like I I held this together. Like I was the Draymond Green of this job. Like, hey, bro, I was here. I was doing things people really didn't want to do just for the betterment of the job. And um, when I'm gone, y'all gonna be a mess. Y'all gonna be in turmoil. So that's just that'd be my my thought process, but. I'm a weirdo. I'm a weird guy. So if y'all don't have that same opinion, I would understand it. But my point of view is, hey, if my previous job don't miss me in some regard, I wasn't doing my thanky thing for real. And I typically do my thing. So y'all got to feel it. Pause. Like, I got to understand that when Curtis was here, when Curtis P was here, he was a good worker. He was a good worker. He was doing his job. He was here all the time. He was staying over a little bit. He was doing his thing. But now he gone, and we not good. We 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 in a we in a we in a you mean we we in a the the decrease? I don't know. We 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 just not doing as well as we was when he was here. So I'll be hoping y'all I'll be hoping y'all fail. But like I said, I'm a weird guy. I'm a bad person. So I would understand somebody has like a different point of view or perspective. Pete, speaking of perspective, so is it okay in today's society for a man for I mean, is it okay? in today's society for women to take a man on a date or to just like, you know, just like y'all have a whole day together and she basically pays for everything. You may pay for a little thing here and there, but she pays for everything. Do y'all believe that's okay in today's society? Personally, I don't care. My, my girl do all the time. I don't care. Like 
not all the time. All the time is crazy, but like last week she did it. She did it for me because I did it for her like a few months ago, or a few weeks ago. So she re- reciprocated the um, you know, the the plan, the idea, stuff like that. So she paid for stuff basically the whole day. I didn't have to pay for really anything like that, but that didn't make me feel like less of a man just because my woman or my girl, she, she did her part. Like that didn't make me feel like, Oh, you're not that guy. You're not a super, you're not Superman. You're not the the most masculine dude in the room. I don't care. Like that don't, that don't bother me. That don't, that don't hurt my feelings. That don't, that don't make me feel some kind of way. It just, it just doesn't bro. I'm super secure in myself. And that's, and that it hasn't always been like that. So if you, if you don't feel that way, I would understand it, but I'm super secure in myself. I have a lot of confidence in myself. So I, I, I would never like feel like belittled or I would never feel like, oh, you're not doing enough as a man because you're not spending everything you earn on a woman. That's just not me, bro. I mean, we ain't got to do 50-50, but girl, you're going to pay something. You're going to pay something. Like you're going to pay a utility or something. Like I'll pay the rent and you pay every, everything else. Like I'll pay the rent, but you pay everything else. Like, like I don't, I just understand the idea of to like, like why would you go broke when you don't have to? Like if she's willing to pay thirty percent, forty percent, why not do that? Why would you pay a hundred percent and she's not doing nothing and you not you're not reaping the benefits? Like that's that's just not ideal. That's not smart in my opinion. Why would you go broke to prove a point? I would never know. Like I'm not doing that. Like I said, she gonna pay something or she will be left in the dust like she will pay something or i'm not the man for her at all like you're gonna pay you're gonna pay something you're gonna pay 20 percent, 30 percent, 40 percent. i don't know but you're gonna pay something like you're just gonna pay something but this does it for episode 20 of the last university podcast the eventual biggest podcast in the uh, midwest i'll be on host curtis p and thank god for listening i'm out peace i want to go to l